Good evening, my Rabbi Isai. And let us complete now the 12th Cheshben. Cheshben number Yud Beis, which we've been on for uh, quite a few days, going through this idea of the contemplation of how much effort and focus we put into worldly matters, to put into the areas which pertain to our physical and material well-being, and are we making sure we contrast that and balance it with at least as much, if not more, it should be, with the focus and passion and enthusiasm and time that we spend for our nefesh, for our neshama, which is for the afterlife. It's Olam Haz against Olam Haba, really. So he ends off the the final two paragraphs here. You may have one paragraph in your sefer. Re'ei Ochi. He says, see to it, my brother, Could you compare over here? It's almost no comparison. There's no contest in terms of the goof against the neshama, this world against the next world. And move yourself a little bit away from the extras, from the luxuries of this world. Which is always, there's always a battle. We want to uh, pamper ourselves. We want to be more comfortable. We want to uh, have luxuries. And we have, it's a balance. As we always mention, the Mesil Shasharm says, that's something that a person needs in order for him to be able to feel good to serve Hashem properly. Then he has to do that. That's, that's, that's appropriate. It's permissible. And it's required. And something that is beyond that, something that this is just an extra which we actually will pull him away from his service of Hashem, then it's inappropriate, it's wrong, and it is forbidden. So he says, let's keep away from what we don't really need. And put in the effort what we need for our afterlife. The Akhiris is always the afterlife. And now he says, don't say, this is a a great argument which the Yetzirah always comes up with. You know why he always uses it? Because it works every time, almost. <laughs> he says like this, Ba'al-Taymer, don't say and as don't let your Yetzirah say to you, Listen, how bad am I? I'm not as bad as that guy, that ksil, that fool. You know the guy who davens in shul and two rows behind me? <laughs> That guy, he's exil. How much does he do in Avedis Hashem? Do I really think? I mean, he's, he, he's a nice guy. He does some mitzvahs. It's true, he's very involved. In, uh, you know, I see every Sunday, I see he's out there, he's cleaning his car, making sure it's spanking clean and shiny when he drives it off to work on Monday morning and uh, spends so much time during the week. And then he, when he finally has some time off, he goes on vacations. He never really comes to a shear in the shul yet. But, what, do you think he's mamish going to Gehenim? Nah, I don't think so. So, whatever was with him, it'll be for me too. It'll be to me also what, for that fool also. In other words, a person will say, I, I can't be so bad because I see so many people and I don't see they're dedicating so much time for their afterlife. They're not putting so much effort and focus on the neshama as the goof. And I, I really don't think they're just going to be uh, cast away in the next life. 
So you could say, you could answer, well, you don't really know that. And actually, that, that person is in, in for doomsday. But that, that's not what Bechem HaZavavah says. He says, it could be, it's true. Could be that foolish guy may not get all the Gehenim that uh, perhaps you would think is coming to him. And you'd be right by saying it's not going to be so bad for him. He says, but for you, my friend, it's a different story. He says, Ki You, he's talking to all of us. He says, you are going to be demanded, you are going to be scrutinized in accordance with your understanding. Every person has his own standard. The bar is set, not like we do it on a curve, we do it by society, but every person in accordance with his recognition and understanding of Hashem. Now, of course, that's based on his background, his upbringing, his own intellect, his whole family setting, how much he, indeed he is closer and more understanding of Hashem, certainly. And truth be told, even within the environment that he is, it could be there's a certain standard and understanding of what, how much they promote Abaydas Hashem. And maybe more than that, we can't, uh, we can't really demand from a person. But whatever that bar is, wherever that standard is, for each individual person, within the context of his upbringing and his community, that person is going to be scrutinized with that level. So in other words, Ruven can't say, well look, I see Shimon, that yokel Shimon, how much does he do already? But he's a nice guy, and he gives a little tzedakah. He's probably going to be not so bad. He'll, he'll be an oil of my boss. I can't be worse than him. I do more than him. And you can't compare. It's like the old marshal, the Chavis himself gave him a and He says it clearly. A person gives $10,000 to tzedakah. Wow, you think he's amazing, $10,000. Well, if he profited a million dollars that year, so he's... He has come up short $90,000 of what he has to give from Meiser. But meanwhile, you have another fellow who gave $1,000 to Tzedakah. But in actuality, he only made $10,000 for the year. So that was 10%. So of course he's much better off than the other one. And that's the way it works with everything. Hashem only wants us to look at ourselves where we're holding don't look at the next guy on that side or the other guy on that side. You can't compare yourself to other people. We have to know where are we holding and that's what is going to be demanded of us. We find such an idea in the Gemara actually. The Gemara in Ksubis that tells us the Maisuman Nagdiman ben Gurion, who was a fabulously wealthy person and then Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakai saw his daughter at the time of the Churban Beisamid she saw his daughter and she was picking out barley from the animal dung because she was so starved and didn't have any money. Rebbe couldn't believe him, so I can't believe it. Your father, I remember how wealthy he was, what happened. And he says, Ashrechem Yisrael, when you're doing Hashem's will, no one could have power over you. And when you're not doing Hashem's will, you go down lower than everybody else. What he meant to say is that we either are as high as the stars or as low as the sand. And the Gemara says, but Nakdima ben Yur, did he not give tzedakah? He, he was so wealthy and he gave so much tzedakah. And the Gemara says, it's true. 
but he didn't give as much as he could have given. That means even though he gave, in what we would call in our terms, millions and millions to Tzedakah, he helped so many thousands of Yidin from the Tzedakah that he gave. But since he didn't really give according to his ability, therefore the Gemara says he was punished. And that's what the Chavazavavis is saying over here. You will be demanded from and scrutinized in accordance with your understanding. Your punishment will be stronger. And the accountability on your neglecting will be more scrutinized. You say, I'll find some schus. Someone will come to my rescue. Don't rely on that, he says. And therefore he finishes off. He says, really, I could write a lot more on this subject. And the truth be told, in the next Cheshben, and in a few Cheshbenes later, he's going to bring up the same point again. He says, I could really write all day on this. But it's enough from me I inspired you, I awakened you, and I guided you, he says to us, as much as you can understand. Look into my words closely. And also read between the lines. Look at what I was alluding to. Because there's so much depth that he's saying over here. Look into the Torah. Because we want to know what we can do, what we have to do, and what our standard is. Look in the Torah. You'll be see clearly from the Psukim, from the Chazal, from what we have in the Messiah, you'll see clearly what we have to do. And every person themselves has to know where am I holding? What am I standard? And am I am I living up to the standards which Akash Baruch expects of me? And if I could say yes, I'm I'm doing what I can. I'm doing what I can. Just to end with a who was it? One of the uh, one of the great uh, Hasidic masters. It was the uh, it was. I believe Ramnachem Zemba. Maybe it was. Menachem Zemmer, we have from his writings, he was perished in the Muhammad in World War II, but he has in his writings, he says, he wrote on his birthday, he says, it's my birthday today. He says, what do I have to do more? He says, do I have to learn more Torah? He says, I'm learning all the Torah that I have, the time to learn, I'm learning. Do I have to daven more? I daven with all the kavona that I could, I daven properly. Can I help other people, all the time that I can, that I'm able to, I help other people, no question about it. So he says, so what is it? What's left to do? What's left to do? What else do I have to do? He says, you know what I have to do? I have to live like a Yid. I have to live like a Yid. That's what he demanded of himself. He says, I'm another year older, Hashem grant me another year. That's what I have to do. I'm checked, I checked everything off. Yeah? He says, but there's still, I can do it better. It, it's it's a uh, it's a little subtle living his message, but that's what it is. He wants. I need to put more heart into it. I need to put more enthusiasm into it. Perhaps really what the the message here the Chavisovas was giving. Even what we're doing, 
to do so with enthusiasm, to do so with a passion, with a focus, with an excitement, that indeed is the Cheshben Amiyud Beis. A good Tanakh and a good Shabbos.